0: This is Scott Galloway. I have founded nine businesses, and eight of those nine businesses, a key partner has been QuickBooks, which enables the management team to focus on the levers of really driving value and also provides a dashboard to gain insight into the key operations and finances of the company. QuickBooks has been a pillar of my entrepreneurial efforts. Check out quickbooks.com.
1: Hi everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher,
0: and I'm Scott Galloway, future ambassador to Estonia. After delivering Southern Florida to President Beto O'Rourke in 2020.
1: <laughs> oh, Beto! I'm so sad for you, Scott, that you 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 didn't get your Beto as as senator from Texas. You must be devastated. You know,
0: gets gets 49 percent in Texas. Raises money on a national level. Uh, you know. Hello, Mr. President. So, Kara, key question a few days in. How do you feel or how are you feeling about the election?
1: All right. Well, I'm going to say how my son felt. So we get in the car yep. and my son, I, I, he wasn't with me. At, I was at, a, at an election party and he woke up. He go, he was reviewing all the things with me. He's 13 years old. And he goes, I got to say, eh. And that's what he said. Eh, eh. Yeah. He goes, Democrats really can't deliver it, but the Republicans kind of suck too. And I was like, and scene. That is exactly what the situation is. So, eh, eh, whatever. So
0: you're not uh, not terribly upset, you're not terribly Mm -hmm. happy, you're just sort of meh.
1: Yeah, we just can't have nice things, as they say. We just can't have nice things in this country. So that's the way it is. It's fine. You know what? Gridlock is good as far as I, in this situation, I'm good with gridlock. So it's fine. That's what we got. That's what we're getting. I'm going to live that. Gridlock is good. So anyway, yeah, bring it
0: down, bring it down to tech. Do yeah. you think, do you think this means anything in no. terms of the tech sector? No, I think
1: they're not going to get regulated now because the gridlock is good. You know what I mean? I think there won't be any moves, any serious moves, unless they can all agree that techs may agree on the bipartisanship, that technology companies need to be regulated. Maybe that will happen. I think you're going to see a lot of that from the states like Gavin Newsom in California and some other states. You're going to see action, uh, action that sort of, uh, Makes the tech companies come to heel a little bit. But a national level, I'm not so sure. I'm just going to I'm going to have to find out. But Pelosi's certainly behind it. It's just a question of whether she can get the Senate to do the same. So we'll see. We'll see oh. if we're going to get a privacy bill or anything else. Probably not. Uh, so gridlock is the way is the name of the game. So uh, let's talk about uh, big stories, what are going on. Obviously, you had a good prediction last week about Amazon being in the Virginia, uh, the, 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 the Washington, D.C. area. And, in fact, there were some leaks that it was looking at Crystal City, Virginia, uh, Dallas, and mm-hmm. New York City, actually Long Island City in New York. Uh, tell me what you think about this.
0: So I refer to this not as a contest, but a con. And I think mm-hmm. it may have blown up in Amazon's face. Because uh, and We'll see, time will tell. But imagine you're the wealthiest man in the world and you get to pick, or you have more options than anyone in the world and you've decided, okay, uh, so I'll personalize this. I lease office space all the time for my businesses and I always tell my real estate agent, it, we can lease any office in the world as long as I can walk there from where I live. And that is the exact same instruction that Jeff Bezos gave to this to this ridiculous con, this ruse. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Amazon is now talking about having three headquarters, Seattle, right. Crystal City, and Long Island City. The Bezos also own three homes. And the average distance from those three homes to a headquarters is mm-hmm. 6.4 miles.
1: Okay, So right. this
0: was never a contest, it was a con meant to uh, induce ridiculous terms that they then took to the cities all along that they knew they were going to be in. Mm -hmm. Also, the whole uh, HQ2 and 3 is also a bit of a con in bad faith. It's like, if you've ever been to your kid's charity school auction and there's a frenzy for bidding on dinner with the headmaster and someone Mm -hmm. bids 9,000 and someone bids 10,000 and then they decide right then, well, we're going to do two dinners. Thank you for the 19 grand. Because I would bet, Kara, that when they picked two cities and they went to Two and three, they didn't say, well, only half our headquarters is going there, so we're gonna let you cut the tax sub- subsidies and the incentives right, in half. Right,
2: right. This now. just has
0: Bill <laughs> Will written all over it. And I it's, think people started uh, to figure out what was going on. So what did they do? They're like, oh, the con is up. They figured out this wasn't a contest and we've abused the Commonwealth and wasted resources and time of municipal officials. What mm-hmm. do we do? Announce it into the busiest news cycle of the year. No accident, they, re- they announced it last night.
1: Right. Well, here we are. Here we are. They – you know, what's really interesting is that uh, – is, is having a second headquarters. I don't quite know what that means because I've heard rumors of Apple having a second headquarters, et cetera. I'm not sure what the point of a second headquarters is. Money. I don't,
0: what, Give I us d- money. It's a handout. Stick yeah, in your hand why? Out. Why? Just call it a
1: headquarters and make it an office. It was an office. They're just going to call it.
0: Yeah, but if you call it a headquarters, you get everyone whipped up and every elected official wants to be the person to detonate a prosperity bomb in their Times Square so they're willing to – they're willing to, you know, write big checks.
1: So it's and a new so stadium. It's, it's branding. It's a new stadium. It's, it's
0: really, yeah, that's right. It's, it's the Olympics on steroids. <laughs> a lot of high fives and ribbon cutting, and then 10 years later, we realized it was a bad idea.
1: Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, I, I don't think, it is, it is, it is, it does seem to have like, got, gotten Flat. The balloon has gotten flat here on this on this uh, Amazon headquarter thing. I've always thought it was a ridiculous but you don't circus.
0: Think, you, you don't think it's going to be a big deal? You just think no. kinda, it's kind of no. Come I said that
1: I, on CNBC. They were you know covering it like oh breathlessly, and I said I hope you're enjoying the circus. They're like what do you think? I'm like not much. I don't think much of it at all. I don't I don't think about it really. Um, I don't think it has that big a deal. I don't think it's that uh, you know I don't analog places. Just I, I just I, that whole. Game is lost on me on in every way, but I can see why the, the you know TV or whatever breathlessly covers it. It's just kind of silly, and it doesn't it doesn't help the. What I really am interested in is how companies that are in the cities, like right now in San Francisco with with uh, Prop C, how the businesses help the cities and how they they take up their civic responsibility. Because I think especially tech businesses really haven't haven't uh, picked up in terms of what they need to the responsibility of being a civic citizen of any city they're in, and that's that's my focus, really. When are they going to when are they going to actually behave the way, you know, banks did years ago and gave money to the opera or gave money to music or kids whatever programs and things like that. So that's what I'm looking for.
0: And you don't think on average they're good citizens?
1: I think Mark Benioff has been, given a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think they operate in their little areas and they have lovely kombucha shakes up on the 10th floor and looking down, and they don't participate in the city at large. And they drive up rents. And I don't think – I think there's a reason people – for example, it's San Francisco. Come to San Francisco and see where everything is headed if you want to see the future. You can see haves and have-nots. Filthy streets, uh, not a lot of civic engagement by the tech community, which is the biggest employer in San Francisco. Um, and so you'll see. You'll see the future as far as I'm concerned. And we'll see if we can clean it up. But it's up to now this, the city officials to clean it up and figure out a way. And most of tech didn't like the, the idea of propcy, um for lots of reasons. Some of them good. Where does the money go? But in general, it's not a feeling that they, even if they're of the city, they're not of the city. So I think companies have to start acting like they belong to a community. Thank you very much.
0: And do you think they're going to do that on their own? We just need to elect for
1: mayor. What? I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) There you go. I'm in. Uh, I'm right behind Beta. So, (laughs) the do you think do you think it's fair or realistic to expect they're going to do it, or we need to elect people that have the backbone to to
1: hold these people accountable? They they should do it. They should do it. But you know, whatever they don't. So we have to make them. That's all. That's all. You just have to make them. Yes, exactly, and not roll over for them, and, and give them these perks and things like that. It's it's just a but ridiculous to, game. It's a ridiculous game. It's a, to a privilege point, to live in uh, San. It should be a privilege for these companies to be in San Francisco, not a yeah. Not I agree. A tax the break. most
0: beautiful city, most be- beautiful city in the union. I spent ten years there, but not I anymore. don't go back a lot. Don't and go back. When I go there, the the impression I get and the way I would sort of describe my experience there is, I went to go meet with an individual who runs, you know, one of these tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, tech companies who's early 30s, a billionaire, and going into the office, the thing I noticed was the number of severely mentally ill homeless yep. people on yep. the street below that building. And I thought, we really have become a dystopia. Yep. I mean, it is yep. just a contrast.
1: It's really, I, it's, it's, it's changed a lot in the past it's, two it's years. It's rattling. Too. I mean, it is. Really it's rattling. rattling. It's rattling, and so we have to do something about it. And, and companies should are part of the civic fabric of a society, and they have to they have to move in, and they should do it on their own. But you know, we'll make them. We'll have to make them. That's all. Um but let me finish and this other have, big story: the the, the, the divided ahead. Congress. What do you think the divided Congress means?
0: So I think there's this fissure on a bigger level, uh, and I think of it how it how it translates to business, and that is we now have about seventy percent of the Senate is elected by about 30% of the populace. A lot of these red states don't have big populations, either the lost population or they just get two senators regardless of the fact that Wyoming has a population that's smaller than most congressional districts. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, over the last 10 years, if you look at who's accreted the majority of the income gains, they tend to be people in the cities with college educations, which is Latin for progressives. Mm So you have the economic power or the people capturing the income games that are progressives, and yet you have the political power going to the red states. So what I think you're going to see, Kara, over the next several years is kind of this woke is a business strategy, similar to what Nike did with Colin Kaepernick or Dick's getting rid of assault rifles. I think that a lot of companies are going to decide to try and be overtly political and appeal to progressives who don't feel represented politically, yeah. but quite that's frankly true. have all the money. Yep. So that you're going to see increasing political uh, like, viewpoints. Yeah, like Nike, Patagonia. Com- mm-hmm. exa- Starbucks. Yeah. Companies are going to come out and say, hey, progressives, we're your company. And it's it might be a principal you thing have the to money. do. It might be generally how they feel, but it's also a shareholder-driven Yeah, that's to interesting
1: because you have the money. That's interesting. The, what that, what um, Land O'Lakes did with uh, that awful person, right. I Davis, say his name. He won. I can't believe it. That I can't yeah, believe. Yeah, I'm not you're going to see speak. a lot of that. Whatever. We're going to, oh, God. I'm glad Land likes did that. All right. So we're going to take a ad break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about a lot of other things. In the next advertiser segment brought to you by QuickBooks, we'll hear from a business owner who turned their side hustle into a
2: full time career. 78% of small businesses in the U.S. have a workforce of one. But it's not easy turning your skills, your passion, yourself, into a business. Here's the story of one guy, Nat, who never backed down and turned his side hustle into his full-time gig. Nat's story is brought to you by QuickBooks. My name is Nat. I teach yoga and I share music for a living. The job I had right before making this leap into teaching was working for a large tech company. I was leading a retreat over in Hawaii, and I think it just clicked. I can do this for a living. There were fears about where I'm at with that career. You know, if I step out now, will I be able to get back in? You know, those moments of fear, I had to just be honest with them and say, I trust this. I mean it's a total trip to turn yourself into a business and you have to be confident enough to say here's who I am and here's what I offer. I don't want to get into the mindset of oh my god my money my money. So I use smarter business tools to really kind of check my cash flow and also for tax preparation. That gives me the comfort I need. It's a reminder for me every single time I teach that this life is so short and you got to go out there and just do it. You got to live it up. Thank you so much for QuickBooks knows you never back down. That's why they're in your corner with smarter business tools. QuickBooks, backing you. Learn more at quickbooks.com. This has been Advertiser Content. Thanks to the sponsor of our show, QuickBooks.
1: For Nat's story, learn more at quickbooks.com. That's quickbooks.com. Now back to our show. All right, Scott, what's up? What's next?
0: So let's try something out. The midterms yeah. are over, but can we come up with an assessment of how fake news, how did social media do? How, were we influenced? What, what happened here? What's your view?
1: Well, it's interesting. I was just talking about this with I was just talking to WNYC in New York about this. I think that they're trying they're starting to clean it up, obviously. They keep announcing how many like I took off 30 accounts, whatever. This is a cockroach problem, right? This is this is going to be an ongoing problem. It's not going to be something they've just cleaned up. And so, I think what's we we've got to do is as these the, the stories die down, like the Russia story, or whatever, we've got to really hold these companies' feet to the fire on persistently making it a cleaner and cleaner place. And and sort of it reminds me. I was trying to think of an, of an analogy, but it's like they're chemical companies that are dumping stuff into the river. They got to clean it up now, and they got to figure out a way. Now, look, there's been some damage, there's been some poisonings, um, but they've got to clean it up now and figure out a way to to do what they do and grow how they want to grow without continually um, continually doing this. So every time they make an announcement, they call me. I don't care. I was like, this is should be your job. It's like saying the New York Times should spell the word and right. Um I just <laughs> right. I feel like we've got to make it their jobs and make sure they realize that that's what they need to do.
0: So so let's move to the how and I want to propose an idea and you tell me why it would or wouldn't work. All right. So the, I'm I'm fascinated with this concept, concept of identity. Mm-hmm. And that I'm in Los Angeles right now and everyone is just so friendly in the Starbucks line and then in the moment there's a little bit of anonymity and you're in your car
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: road rage everywhere. And then take that times 10 when you can invent a fake identity or a hundred of them on Twitter. Or YouTube, and there's not only a lack of civility, there's people willing to engage in things that, that are un, you know, unthinkable and damaging to the, to the fabric of our society. What, why wouldn't we demand or legislate that when people go online mm-hmm. in, on formats that have shown themselves to be very powerful, influence elections, suppress voter turnout, that you have to have an identity and be who you say you yeah.
1: are? Yeah, I, I think that's critical. I think uh, being anonymous makes sense in some cases in some countries. That's the problem, and in being able to protect yourself in countries that are autocratic. Um, and so I think it's a big, it's a big question. But in so other countries, it's not the case. And I always think that and being anonymous and I'll, these bots, I just it drives me crazy that they haven't been able to handle these bots because these bots gin up trouble, and then humans get involved with them. And so to me, the bottom, the the, the lowest bar is going to be have to get rid of bots and to make these a lot of this advertising transparent. And th- it starts with that. And then ma- and get rid of fake accounts. Get rid of fake accounts and make sure everybody who has an account is a person. Whether it's a good person or not, that's, that's going to be harder to decide. But make sure they are actually a person. And I think that's the—I've always thought anonymous was always a problem anywhere you go because people act badly.
0: So the, the people—I've I've heard smart uh, internet analysts say that mm-hmm. if that was—if any sort of identity— mandate was actually put in place, that mm-hmm. Twitter would basically go out of business. Mm-hmm. That you have something between a third and two-thirds of all Twitter traffic that mm-hmm. they advertise to justify their you know, their entire yep. ad business mm-hmm. or their ad model would literally just go away. The yeah, two-thirds of, of it is bot-driven yep. and
1: noise. Yep, yep, that's the problem. That's, they don't want to show how, exactly how unpopular they actually are. You know what I mean? I think that's with a lot of things. And, you know, again, these companies would be better off creating a better service. I don't get why they they want to have uh, you know a shitty experience for people. I don't I you know th- that's the problem because some of it's so wonderful. I mean, I've had such a nice interesting time on Twitter with this election reading people, having opinions. It ha- it has a goodness mm-hmm. to it that it always gets superseded by the badness. And so it's really uh to me it's really it should be a business problem that they should recognize that. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's uh so so I'm going to put my tin foil hat and come across as a conspiracy theorist, but yeah. I write a lot about um, I write a lot about uh, politics, and and I have you know I've been very critical in certain instances about the GRU in Russia. And whenever I'm critical about Russian activity, I immediately get comments saying, "Scott, love your stuff, but you got to get off the Russia bandwagon." And mm-hmm. I started noticing that same sentence structure, same theme across different areas where I post my content from different different sources and different um, identities. And now I'm I generally believe that if I were an economy one-fifteenth the size of the US and I wanted to wreak havoc or promote my agenda, I would identify a thousand people of influence or in my case, you know, a million people of influence and set these troll farms loose on them. And mm-hmm. I now believe that, the, that there are bots and, or bad actors mm-hmm. going after almost anyone and responding and, and putting up content and they're not who they say they are. Does that right. sound, am I paranoid? Which doesn't necessarily mean I'm wrong. Um. But do you no, think this is no. happening?
1: No, I think I think yes. I mean, yeah, broadly, yes. These are these are well orchestrated campaigns. Um, by different people. And the the thing that you have to realize is they don't care what side they're on, right? That's the thing. They'll go after Samantha Bee. They'll go after Roseanne Barr. They'll go after, what I think is going to happen is when they start going after, and they are starting to do as companies and affecting like Disney or it's happened already to NVIDIA it's happened. Like when they start to really, especially with video manipulation and things like that, you know, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's not going to be a twit, a tweet. It's going to be serious manipulation of video of of other kinds of things. And I think we're just at the beginning of that, for sure. But you know, it's gonna be a great future for us, Scott. That's where it's going. I'm gonna I'm gonna down mood today on, on the internet. Um, because I think they I was have...
0: wondering how you were doing. I was yeah. trying to think of something to cheer you up, and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything. You know, what? Yeah, I'm you in know what?
1: Scott Walker lost. I'm good with that. I feel good about that. It would have been nice to see Ted Anna Cruz go down. Lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, wait, did. Did that Devin Nunes go, or is he still there to drive us crazy? Nunes.
0: I don't think so. I think he's in a district. I think he. Uh, this. I think he represents his district pretty well. Actually. Oh, all right. I, well, the honest answer is I don't know. Well, what good. Happened.
1: He's not head of the committee anymore. Goodbye, Devin. Um, I, like he's go. the worst he's the person who uses tech for bad there's someone I could, would really like to, to uh, maybe I'll interview him and let's see how that goes anyway last thing um, we have um, predictions but we're going to contextualize it too so we we always end the show on a prediction um, and and uh, uh, give us a prediction let's just do a prediction you have one correct you have one to, to bring to us because you were good on the headquarters <laughs> you were good on, you've been good on a couple of predictions you, Casper has still not been sold but otherwise you've been pretty good on
0: Oh, that hurts. Casper <laughs> absolutely I think you right. um, I, I think you're right. Okay, so this is more macro, but <laughs> I think the consumer world is going to distill to a small number of what I call recurring revenue bundles. Mm-hmm. And similar to what what Amazon has done with Prime, you're going to see some kind of mega brands, a Nike or a Walmart, <laughs> decide, okay, I'm in charge of all of your... Not only your shoes, but your fitness and maybe oh. even your health care. You can get a knee replacement from a Nike endorsed orthopedic surgeon. You could stay at a hotel <laughs> that figures out a way to get you breakfast. It's not terribly unhealthy for you. That has a gym that is Nike approved. Why did you come up with this and scheme? No-
1: is this your next book? This is what
0: I do. This is how I fake making a living. I,
1: call, I just called it a scheme. <laughs> that wasn't really nice, but it, it is a scheme.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, but I think recurring revenue bundles are going to be the next revenue big thing. If you bundles. look at a company that makes more than $10 or $20 billion or creates more than $10 or $20 billion
1: right.
0: in market value over a, a 12-month period, you're going to—it's there. It's going to be um, an equivalent or a mimic of what Prime is to so Amazon. So, like, you're, you're an Apple
1: person or you're a, this person?
0: You 100%. Go, but it believe, might go places you might not think. Apple might say, we have a watch picking up on your health patterns. Kara, you would love yeah, Lululemon, and we're going to Scott. do a relationship with Lululemon, and we, is... you're going to let us know where you are, and we're going to deliver stuff to you and make your no, life easier around I'm going to say no health to this. and fitness. I'm going to give
1: you a big fat no on this. I don't think they're going to get in this. You don't not, buy it. They don't buy it. I don't buy it in any way. I don't think Apple has any—I don't think they have any expertise to do this, and I don't think they have any interest in doing it, so I don't think they will. I think they're going to sell you a phone. That's what they're going to do, and people are going to stick to their knitting as I like to say.
0: They've all got to get into recurring. By the way, the phone. You may want them to, but
1: they're not going to do that. Apple's not going to get me Lululemon. By the way, my son wears Lululemon, FYI. He likes their shorts. Every company,
0: This is the key. Every company has to enter into monogamous relationships. Right now, they're dating, (laughs) which is expensive and hard. They have to enter into monogamous relationships with consumers. Really,
1: they can't be promiscuous.
0: That's, that's 100%, Rescue. think about yeah. the, what, what's happened with airlines where it's okay. all distilled down to a small number of networks. Like mm-hmm. I'm flying Air France, it's an inferior airline, but I'm mm-hmm. in this monogamous relationship with SkyTeam because I've fallen in love with Delta because I'm, you know, I'm flighted, I fly Delta a lot. So now I do this stupid, I'm in this relationship with SkyTeam that I can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a series of four or five small networks, one for your media, one for your apparel, one for your travel, one for your health. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a race to see what brand can be that All right. That I don't greeny, I that think this is
1: redonkulous, Scott. I think it'll just be Amazon. Amazon's just a You're store. You're hanging out he's with your teenage voice too
0: much. No, he's
1: not. He's very smart. That's a yes. good
0: one. So my prediction, a bold prediction around he's recurring revenue. Re- I think Amazon is it. And, and maybe. And your prediction is I'm wrong. Because
1: Google could have done it. That's ridiculous. Google could have done Any of these companies could. I don't want a relationship with Google when I'm getting my lunch or Nike. I want shoes from Nike. I don't want my lunch from Nike. Ah, oh, my Nike lunch has oh, arrived. It's delicious. It involves you wouldn't carrots. Want, say, you, <laughs> wouldn't
0: want, you wouldn't want Emirates to plan all your travel? No, you wouldn't I wouldn't want, want Emirates
1: because you know what? Since I've been insulting the Saudis and everybody else over there so much okay, for Emirates, their dirty right. money, I think I would, would not you want, you want to fly on their airlines because I think I would be so Would you want somewhere.
0: Amazon to give you and your family your health insurance?
1: No. No. But he, I'll no. tell you. Here's where I do like— here's where, Here's where your redonkulous idea does work. Say your yeah. Airbnb, I do trust them on experiences. They can do adjacent things, hotels and airlines. I could see that relationship becoming a little more serious. Um, I would trust them because I trust them on their Airbnb homes. So I could see that if it's adjacent. If it's adjacent, Scott, I would do it. Otherwise, no thank you.
0: Yeah, so Airbnb is absolutely one of them. Airbnb mm-hmm. could move into all sorts yeah. of, of but travel adjacents. and just kind but of take it If Airbnb the
1: suddenly wants to buy me shoes, no thank you. That's
0: all I'm saying. Yeah, but think about how many places I could go. Airbnb, it's either going to be Airbnb or Expedia or another. Or the Four Seasons is another kind of brand that could probably come up with a recurring revenue yeah, bundle. Four Seasons. The is that where you is, stay,
1: Scott? Is that where you stay, Four Seasons? Do you know well, what Four Seasons is? Well, this is an interesting is? point. Oh, you the stuck four Seasons.
0: The Four Seasons of Ritz-Carlton, I used to always stay at those two brands, one, mm-hmm. because they do a decent job, and two, whenever I travel, someone else is paying usually. Interesting. But I've stopped staying at these brands, and it represents kind of the end of the brand era, because I no longer need to defer to the shorthand of the brand, and I can go on my, gra- my social mm-hmm. graph, or these weapons of diligence, TripAdvisor, Google, and I mm-hmm. can find out that the Waldorf, an aging brand that I would never associate with in LA, is actually the cool new hotel, and that's where I'm... That's where I'll stay. So mm-hmm. you're seeing, at least in in travel, kind of new and inno- innovative is, Perhaps. is the bomb. And brand is declining importance. All so kind of right. the sun has passed midday on brand. Interesting.
1: Interesting. You know what Four Seasons is? Holiday Inn for rich people. Anyway, because they're all the same. Hit me where you go. Thank you. That is my thought. Actually, I don't seasons. know. There's
0: huge variance in how the Holiday Inn in Austin... Or mm-hmm. Chicago, pretty weak. Uh, I'm sorry, the Four Seasons in Austin or Chicago, pretty weak. The Four Seasons in Toronto. All
1: right, Scott, or in Budapest, I'm enjoying your hotel r- recommendations right now. Speaking I of, which, speaking of which, I travel to hotel. Oh, San North Francisco, City. there's strikes going on because of robots uh, delivering food, and one of the reasons. Anyway, although we'll speaking then. of
0: robots, <laughs> I just rented a car from Hertz, and I'm, I'm no, rethinking Mike. that, in fact, Uber may be worth $120 billion, and we should replace every uh, individual with robots have you rented a car recently
1: yes i do it all the time Scott. i yes.
0: think it's an awful experience I it is an awful experience, experience. It hurts. you're right
1: you're right it's an awful experience it is but it's uh, you're right that's a very good thing that needs to be developing but we're going to discuss that another week because i have things to do i have things to do, do i've do? got to go watch is, the trump press conference what is the for right
0: what's okay. the most interesting thing you're doing this week
1: this week oh i'm going to be yeah. interviewing mark benioff but i can't tell you for who or why it's a big it's a big interview it's going to be on tv so, Mark Benioff. Wow, and
0: you're a big fan of Mark's.
1: Yes, I am. And it's going to be at the top of Salesforce Tower. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to, try to helicopter in and then jump from the helicopter, take a rope down the, ma- the building, and then, then crash through the window and then start the interview. What do you think?
0: Uh, I like, Better yet, I think they sh- he should build like a terrace, and you should get, have like a Mussolini speech.
1: Yeah, that's something like that. Something like that. Something, something Just like down those lines. Anything, address the entire city. Address the entire city. for audience. Anyway, Scott, <laughs> I've got things to do.
0: Good stuff, Kara. Have a good rest of the week. Looking forward
1: to talking next week, by the way. If you have any questions for us or stuff you'd like to hear or cover on this podcast, shoot us an email, pivot at voxmedia.com.
0: Our show is produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Nishat Kurwa is Vox Media's executive producer of audio. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. And thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. Join us next week for more breakdown on all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.
1: When you're a business owner, it can sometimes feel like the odds are stacked against you, but QuickBooks knows you never back down. That's why they're always in your corner, making it easier for you to manage your business so you have time to take care of the details that matter most. No matter what your version of success is, QuickBooks can give you the smarter business tools to get you there. QuickBooks, backing you. Learn more at quickbooks.intuit.com. That's quickbooks.intuit.com.